Shalom, Balance, Paradise, or back in the lab, and more feminine energy. I have with me none other than Lisa Marie, and correct me if I'm wrong with your pronunciation of your last name, uh, uh, Lozano? Hey, you said people wrong. <laughs> Pardon? I said, you, it's right. Usually people say it wrong. Excellent. I got it. I got it. Um, former pro boxer. Yes. Amateur kickboxer. Correct. Former G MMA gym owner. Correct. Mother. And yes. everything else in between. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so... Thank you very much for, for honoring the broadcast. Um, we just really want to just get delved in. We've, we're already in the DeLorean, so we're going to go way back in time. We're going to go back to your early years growing up in Dallas. What was it like? Paint, paint that picture. Paint the picture. Were we growing up in the... Without giving your, your age away, mademoiselle. Yeah, we don't want to give my age away. Exactly, exactly. I, I want to stay uh, young, forever yes, 21. <laughs> that's it. I know the mantra. I know the mantra. <laughs> so growing up in your early teens, I guess that was the 90s, maybe? Mm, I guess. You can yeah. say that. Okay. So give us a, <laughs> give us a flavor. What, what, what was it like growing up? Um, and what kind of things were you into? Well, you know, growing up, I, I'm originally from West Texas. It's a small little town called Big Spring. And um, growing up there, I had, a, you know, like, I think like every fighter has that story. You know, I grew up in a, you know, a single household family, bad, you know, kind of thing. And um, um, that, that was me. And I was into sports. Um, you know, I played volleyball, ran track, basketball, all that. And my brother, actually, he was a boxer growing up. And my father was a big time boxing fan. And so was my mom. Mm -hmm. And so growing up, that's what I was always around. And I always wanted to follow my brother's footsteps. I wanted to be a boxer. Um, he was, he had, he, you know, he did very, very well as an amateur boxer. At that time, I didn't box only because girls didn't really box. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, for, 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 for women to enter combat sports, it is for a lot of people frowned upon and, you know, a lot of people don't take it serious kind of thing. So as you say, your, your family was clearly in, 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 entrenched within the sport. Um, yeah. What yeah. was what what was it like for your peers and stuff when you started to say, look, I'm kind of thinking of you know following my brother's footsteps and going down the boxing route. Well, you know, it's funny because everybody, like all my you know friends and stuff, when I tell them that you know I'm boxing now and I, or I thought of, you know I thought about boxing, they all said I can see that. Like I said, I grew up in a, in a rough neighborhood. My parents were really really rough, and it was one of those. I had a dad like hey, if somebody's picking on you, you're going to fight back. And if you're not, I'm going to whoop your ass. So you better make sure you know how to fight. <laughs> so it was like one of those things. So like all my friends growing up, they knew that it wasn't a surprise to them for okay. me to be boxing. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. So, so, so no major shocks, no major shocks when you, when you came. Okay. So what was it like 
when you got your first black eye? You know what? Um, I want to be honest. I've never gotten a black eye. Okay. Yes. That's very, I've, I've, ex that's very surprising. I expect that to, to be one of the, the, one of the first things you'd potentially get, you know, doing, uh, I don't bruise easily on my face for some reason. Now I get bruises on my body. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as my face, thank goodness. <laughs> I, I never received a black eye where it was real bad. I probably got like a little bruise mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, just because maybe cause I fought like a, at two, two weight classes above me. Um, but other than that, I've never had a black guy. Touch wood, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly. Now Def I got black eyes. I got black eyes when I wasn't in the ring. I don't know. I guess that counts for something. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's no, there's no, you know, you know, you know, there's no gloves and it's, it's yeah. different. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I take it you're not talking sparring. We're talking extracurricular activities. Right. Extracurricular yes. activities. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so let, let's progress. Let's progress on a little bit more. So we got into the, we're thinking of doing the boxing and we're now training and we're doing, you know, um, you know, we're doing it now. How, how did all of that take, you know, how did you, was it a full-time thing? Was you doing it part-time? Like how did that oh, all work? Um to be honest, I started off as a kickboxer, as an amateur kickboxer, and I did that for three years. And how I got into it, um, this is when I used to be married. Um, I did it just to get, um, just to lose weight. And um, I happened to miss class one day. And next thing you know, I was told that I was going to be in a kickboxing fight. I was unaware of how all that worked. So mm -hmm. I was just like, okay. Um, I wind up getting my ass kicked on my first amateur kickboxing fight, but then I wind up knocking her out also by accident. It's not something that, <laughs> that <laughs> I did on purpose or I trained. It just so happened I wind up kicking her and it, it was over. And the head kick it was like out? one of those wild punches and you knock somebody out. And I'm going to be honest, and it, it kind of scared me. Um, kickboxing for me was like, Man, that's something I loved, but I hated, and I didn't want to do anymore. <laughs> was that due to the after effects, as you say, after knocking someone out potentially, or was it due to the grueling training per se? The, yeah, the grueling training is because I trained with an old school kickboxer, a throwback, you know, from like Troy Dorsey days. His wow. name was Steve Gowen, and he used to fight everyone. Like he he fought Troy Dorsey. Um, so he had that old school throwback training. Mm -hmm. And he, I guess he thought that I was so tough that I, would get, I could fight anyone. And he would throw me against, you know, like back. Um, you go 100%. And it doesn't matter if, it, if you were a girl uh, sparring a guy, you go, you're going 100%. And okay. there was times that I would cry because I didn't want to, spar because there was nothing but guys you know girls yeah. don't get to have the luxury of sparring other women you wind up sparring other guys mm -hmm. and that's what happened with me um i didn't have no women sparring when i was kickboxing and i hated it to be honest but it it it, it you know it uh, it brought the toughness out of me which that was able to transpose into boxing Mm -hmm. And um, I think I was too tough for my own good because of my, my mentality when I used to kickbox. 
And um, I thought that I could fight anybody during my boxing career because <laughs> I thought I was just, oh, no kicks? Okay, all I have to worry about is hands. Man, but they're two different sports. And yeah. you have to... Judging distance is very different. As you say, you're only looking at two limbs rather than, four. you know, four. If it's Muay Thai, obviously, you know, we've got <laughs> some elbows yeah. in there as well and some knees. So, yeah, I, 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 can, imagine, I can imagine that really um, steel sharpened steel. And it created a, an excellent foundation, as you say, um, to move into a... a Similar, but different sport, as you say, uh, distance management, etc. Um, how did you find the, that transition? I know, as you as you as you've alluded to, you was a you know too too hard for your own damn good kind of thing. But yeah. transition, like, what was that like? It was hard, to be honest. Um, after I stopped kickboxing, I wound up tearing my meniscus, and I didn't want to have surgery, so I'm like, I'm done. But we wind up moving from Dallas to Fort Worth. And there, um, my son got into boxing. And so we were there um, sparring, or he was he started boxing. And I was just there to work out again, workouts. And I started sparring a lot of the national champions, amateur national champions there, state champions. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just like, man, you know, I actually love boxing more than I did kickboxing. And so when I would spar, my first sparring session, it was so hard because, you know, as an amateur boxer, a lot of those kids, it's more on point sparring. Yes. So they're just like coming at you like bees, like da 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 yep, yep. And I, I'm just like, whoa, hold up, wait a minute. And I wanted to <laughs> kick, and I wound up kicking my first sparring session because I needed her to get off me. Mm. <laughs> and so um, I, I, I learned um, to stop kicking and um and i was getting my ass kicked during sparring sessions and i uh i was training for like maybe two years in boxing and yeah. and i remember i went to my um, son went to a tournament and one there was a matchmaker there and i was helping um one of the coaches you know um coach my son and he thought that i was very knowledgeable and so he asked if I ever fought, and I said, well, in kickboxing, not in boxing. So he asked me, would I be interested in boxing? And I was like, yeah, sure. But that was two years goes by because I'm like, I'm not ready right now. Give me time, you know. And I had, you know, a few amateur boxing fights. Mm -hmm. And then he came back and said, hey, are you ready for a fight? And I was like, sure. But one thing about boxing that people don't realize, if you don't have a promoter, or you don't have someone behind you, yeah. they're not gonna take care of you and they're gonna feed you to the wolves. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. They were trying to find an opponent, which was me, um, for a girl who was probably, she had like 80 amateur fights. She was- 80? 80, yeah. And she was three and oh at the time. And so finally I was like, I, I couldn't find a fight. So I was like, yeah, I'll fight. Again, again, you know, I was yeah. too tough on my own good. And we wound up fighting, and I thought, as well as everyone else thought, um, that that I won. Like, I, 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 I dropped her. I put the pressure on her. But mm. because when you're fighting in someone's hometown... Of course. And if you're 
the promoters promoting this person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what happens. I, I, I wind up losing by a split. And um, she wanted to go into the hospital that night. And I remember her dad asking me, have I ever fought before? And I said, yeah, I've, I've fought before. It's just, you know, um, I just had a great trainer. And, mm-hmm. um, um, I had, and you were naturally talented, clearly. Yeah, I, I just... It just, it just came natural for, well, I'm not going to say it came natural for me, but I, I just worked hard and uh, we wind up meeting later on my, 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 my pro debut. We wind up meeting maybe like four or five fights later and I wind up beating her. So, and clearly I wind up, efficient yeah, this time. yeah. And, um, so yeah, but after my first fight and when I lost, um, I knew in my heart that I won, but. I, I was so hungry for it. Like, mm. man, I fell, when I said I fell in love with boxing, I literally fell in love with boxing. Everything about it, I loved. And I wanted to continue. And I, and I, and I did for 10 years. I, I fought 10 years, you know, going into it. And man, I had probably the best time of my life. I met a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but boxing is, is, is very political. And if you don't have the right people behind you, yes. you, can wind up, you can wind up being an opponent or no matter if you win, you're still going to lose because you don't have someone backing you up. As you say, that was, I think that's yeah, one of I've the... Yeah, I've learned a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah I could, definitely. And that's, that's the most important thing. It's, it's the journey. It's not sometimes yeah. about the destination. Ultimately, you want to plan the destination, but it's the journey. And it's yeah. learning and growing throughout that journey and you know, becoming a trustfully a better person each day, yeah. each month, each week, etc. Um, clearly, I mean, from the outside looking in, I mean, you've, you've got a lot more experience and knowledge in this area, but it does seem, <laughs> as you say about the politics and not having, you know, the, 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 the golden promoters behind you, that if you don't have that, you, you know, you don't get the, 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 the potential of big fights. You're not definitely not going to get a title. Um, yeah. It, do you see that changing? Because I don't, I mean, I'm seeing more fights taking place that should be taking place at the, at this, the right kind of time rather than waiting lots of years. But I'm still kind of seeing the, you know, the, the four bunch, the four main people just controlling everything and dictating all of these, these, these matches. Well, you know, to, me, to be honest, um, if I were to give anybody advice because they're, you know, you, you have top rank, you have De La Hoya, you know, you, you, you got, you know, those guys mm-hmm. who are. What, you know, they look for people who need the money, you know, mm-hmm. they look for people who um, they want to fight because it's on a big card and, you know, or, or whatever. I would say don't do it. It's not worth it. If, if this is something like you really want to do and make this a career, and if you don't have like the backing I keep talking about, make sure that you pick your own fights. Be smart about it. I know there's a lot of young fighters out there in their early 20s, um, and they just want to go out there. They, they think about Mayweather or whatnot, but you really got to be smart about it and find the right people. Just because you got people behind you don't mean they're the right people, but you got to find people that you trust. And right now, um, 
you know, like you said, it's, it's a lot of like the same type of fighters that are, that are fighting out there. Mm-hmm. But if you're, you know, I, I just say, you know, be careful, <laughs> be careful. You know, not every opportunity is opportunity. Damn well, definitely, definitely. I mean, just to give some context, what for for someone making a pro debut, what what kind of compensation can a fighter expect, minimum to potential maximum? Again, it all depends. If you're someone with a huge amateur background mm-hmm. and you have maybe you've been to the Olympics or whatnot, you're gonna have you can have a good payday. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're going to have a really good payday on your first fight. You could, you know, anyone can make anywhere from eight to 10,000 with that type of background, knowing oh. that, that you can, they see the potential in you mm-hmm. and you have the right promoter behind you. You can make that kind of money. But if you don't have a very long boxing career, like amateur career or anything, and you don't have anyone backing you and, you know, or you don't have any amateur boxing fights, <laughs> even, but even if you had maybe 15 or 12, you're not going to have a good payday. You're going to probably have a $1,200 payday, $800 payday. And it's worse for females. Really, really bad for females. Still? Female or is yes. It- yes. It, it really, it really is. I remember I used to train this one girl. She was getting ready for a title fight, a 10 round title fight. And they only gave her five thousand dollars wow five thousand and it's really really it's really sad it um, is? But, then it, but then again there's not a lot of skillful i don't want to say i don't want to put my foot in my mouth there are there are skillful female boxers out there that are very well known you know you have clarissa shields mm-hmm. you know she she's she is the name of a female boxing right now but you also have a lot of other uh, female boxers out there like katie taylor um she's she's amazing and she's probably the first female to to reach uh a million dollars for a fight but you got someone is is that due to as you say her having the right people behind her and having that pedigree amateur boxing wise etc or is she just an exciting fighter and people want to see her no because she's not in the u.s um a lot of u.s fighter in the u.s um, they are considered the good old boys, you know, it's, 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 it's predominantly, um, you know, men who fight and they don't want to see women fight. And, um, Katie Taylor, Katie Taylor, she's from Ireland. So a lot of, a lot of other countries like the UK, Canada, mm-hmm. Ireland, um, Australia, they are big on female fighters and they will back them that that their own country will back them up and that's why a lot of female fighters from a different country even mexico you know just people you know different countries they back the female fighters so much but not here in the u.s they don't they don't they don't give female fighters any tv time um or anything or they don't give them the money nothing but if you go to a different country, they're gonna they're gonna pay you very very well, and they're gonna take care of you. What do you put that down to? The U.S. market specifically? Um, I'm not too sure. Um, again, like I said, it's the good old boys here in the U.S., and um, we haven't had like a really good female fighter in a very long time. Long time. You had like um, uh, um, uh, Layla Ali who was mm-hmm. Muhammad um, Ali's daughter. Everyone knows 
knows that. And, you know, um, you had Ann Wolf. She was a beast. You know, oh, you yeah. had, um, I love Ann Wolf. Um, you know, and there was, you know, so many other, um, Lucia Riker. Um, she was another one. Those were the, the, the throwback female fighters. And here we are maybe like two decades later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, 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 here we are two de decades later and we haven't found like a great female fighter until Clarissa Shaw came out. And she had to really speak her mind for people to really listen to her. She's talented. She had a big, you know, amateur background. She's a two-time Olympian. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I don't understand it. A lot, of, a lot of people don't think females can fight and they don't want to see it. Even if they're great, they still don't consider female fighters great and they don't want to see it. And I'm hoping that that changes, you know? Um, do you, so. Do you, well, I guess, I mean, I'll answer the question. It's down to the people in the position who put the fights on number one and yeah. the, the, the TV, the, the ESPNs, or, you know, if it's on a pay-per-view, it's down to them. If yeah. they put the cards together create the you know this is going to be the norm now let's say moving forward in 2021 we're going to have 50 pay-per-views and 30 of them we're going to have headlining with women if that became the norm everyone would expect they're not going to oh i'm not going to look i'm not going to tune into that because there's women fighting right. they would expect to see it yeah well you know what it's like um i'm dana white um, he didn't want any MMA fighters until Ronda Rousey came and she made it big. And it just goes to show you that if, like you said, if the promoter puts um, really, you know, go behind the female fighter, they can be just as major as the male, you know, counterparts. Like, you know, you have Ronda Rousey who was headlining at the time that it was never, you know, ever known for a female MMA fighter to headline a fight. Exactly. You know, um, so you got Amanda Nunes now. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of females in the MMA and the UFC headlining a lot of the fights. And it's because Dana White believed Ronda Rousey. And then he made, he, she made him a believer in female MMA fighters. Um, if they had the same backing as in boxing, it, it can potentially happen. But the thing is, they, they in, in boxing, Females don't sell tickets. And if you're not, a, if you can't sell seats, you will never, you know, be in a main card or you won't be the main events or you won't get paid if you're not selling seats. That's how it works. You got to sell the seats. You got to sell tickets. Yes, which is totally understandable. It's a business. It's sports entertainment, isn't it? Um, and again, I think it comes back to if What's that film, um, the saying in that Kevin Costner film? Build it and they will come. They will come, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're missing out on a huge untapped market. I mean, women, I would imagine, still purchase and are interested in boxing, clearly, as per this conversation. Um, so just think if you had women actually headlining cars or warm women fighters, then you're going to have... The, the casual now tuning and thinking oh well it's not just men i can watch i can actually see you know two f women go at it you know actually tell me this ratio wise um is there many knockouts within women's boxing well um no not really well one i'll tell you about this um and in women's boxing we only go two minutes men go three minutes mm-hmm 
Um, and women don't fight no more than 10 rounds. So a championship fight is only 10 rounds. So we don't do the 12 rounds, only 10 rounds, eight to, eight to t um, 10 for a championship fight. And we only fight for two minutes. Now, there are some female fighters, boxers that are doing the three minutes. And when they, the three minutes that I've seen, there has been knockouts. Um, so if that could change, you know, you'll see a lot of the knockouts, even in men after the two minute mark. Mm. Um, well, I, can't, I, I can't say, I can't, I can't say, you know, women will automatically start knocking out, you know, their, their, their opponents after two minutes, if they were to go three minutes or, or whatnot, but you know, it's like an amateur boxing fight for women in, in, in pro boxing. You got to get as much points in yes. in those two-minute marks. And so that is probably why you don't see any knockouts because you're just in there fighting. You don't have time to, yeah. you know, establish the jab, see yeah. how yeah. she's fighting. Okay, one minute's already passed. I mean, you got one more minute left to sway the judges. So what are you going to do? You're just going to be out there and start fighting, you know, just show what you've got in essence and I think based upon what you're saying it seems that it's stacked the odds are clearly stacked against you because I mean why on earth in 2020 would would women be going too many rounds if men are doing I mean I mean let's look at the 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 outcry of how things are with this this social justice kind of stuff that's going on surely right. people should be jumping on this and saying wait a minute you've got women boxers and they're competing and number one they're not getting paid the same and number two they're only doing too many rounds what happened to equality didn't we yeah. burn bras and do all this kind of stuff to you know so we could be treated equally especially within sports right right but you know it's, it's not going to happen like i said uh, until until a promoter you know hell you know I, i'm not a don king fan but he, um, I, I swear to you, he'll probably promote the hell out of a female fighter knowing he can get some money. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, maybe they need to get with Don King. I don't know. Um, but, if, if, you know, you have Oscar De La Hoya. He has a, a female fighter um, right now. God, I, I just literally, her name just, she's from Houston, Texas. And um, uh, I, I, I really hate that I forgot her name. You know, Oscar De La Hoya um, promotes her, but, you know, she, she was undefeated. She was in the Olympics. She, she fought in the Olympics as well. And, um, you know, she, she, she's doing good right now. You know, there, there's, a, there's a few female boxers that are, are making a name for themselves. Mm -hmm. They're not on um, Clarissa Shields' level as far as her popularity, but they're out there. Clarissa's doing the damn thing and she she is doing the damn thing her, <laughs> oh her name is um Marla Marlene Esparza oh she's I've from, heard of her yes yeah she's from Houston Texas and um she is signed with Golden Boy okay so that's definitely a name to to look at I mean you know just the people uh you know minds might open up and you know a bright spot might you know, take place and it'll be, you know what, let's try something out of the box because what can, what, what can, ha what can happen if you say, you know what, let's, let's, let's try it. It can either work or it can't work, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Well, yeah, I mean, if they, 
if they thought about that, if they thought like that, that'd be great. But like you said, it's a business and they don't want to lose money and they think they'll lose money behind a female fighter trying to promote it. Um, again, you know, I, I, I love promoting female fighters and I'm always arguing on social media about female fighters. Like you, you'll see, like nobody wants to see, you know, nobody wants to see any females out there who can't fight or whatnot. And so I was, you know, I'm always arguing, well, who, who can you name as a female boxer right now? Clarissa Shields, besides Clarissa Shields, mm. besides Layla Ali, give me someone else that you can, you know, name. Mm. Do you know who Katie Taylor, Marlene Esparza, Amanda Serrano, like all these girls are really, really good. And it's sad that no one can really see them. And a lot of these girls are going into MMA because of that. You have Amanda Serrano, see world champion. She's now an MMA fighter. Um, you know, you, you, you had um, Heather Hardy. Yes. She was another WBC champion. She went into MMA. Bellator. Now, she yeah, she didn't do so well. <laughs> but um, Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, that, that's just how it goes. You know, that's just the name of the game. Again, you know, if you're a world champion, you just can't come over here and just start fighting um, nobodies. Well, you know? that, that's one of the things. And if you are going to do that, I, I think it's proven based upon becoming a world champion. They knew and know what it takes to get there. It took a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and a, a length of time. So yeah. if you're going to transition into an, another sport, and this is by far the toughest sport, mixed martial arts is, is, you know, I don't think there's anything else tougher out there apart from left way, where it's, you know, it's pretty much bare knuckle and you can headbutt. You know, you know, well, you know, Paige Van Zandt just signed oh. with bare knuckles. <laughs> okay, let's get into that. Let's get into that then, Lisa. <laughs> I mean, she just signed a multi-million dollar deal with Bare Knuckles. I got to mm. give it to Paige. She, she's great at promoting herself. You know, that's the, the best marketing, you know, to market yourself is yourself. And she's, she, she's a walking billboard. And so, you know, she, she, she says she makes more money on Instagram, on social media than she did in the UFC. And, um, you know, she, she was going to sign with Bellator, but bare knuckles came in and gave her a multi-million dollar deal that she couldn't turn down. Mm. Now there's a lot of females that want to fight her. <laughs> I've seen the tweets. <laughs> and, like one of them is a five-time world champion, um, WC, you know, WC world champion, um, Ava Knight. You know, Ava, she, she, she's a boxer, but she, she now fights for Bellator. She's an MMA fighter. So she now wants to get in. And she's been tweeting um, bare knuckles, like, if you want to see a real fight. Exactly. I've seen it. That's the one I've seen. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I don't think, you know, I, I try to say that they're going to feed her right now because now she is the pretty face of bare knuckles. But, you know, then I've had some arguments, some disagreements saying, how can someone feed you in bare knuckles? It's bare knuckles. And I said, oh, you can get fed in a lot of fights. Trust me. Don't matter how harsh it is. People get fed fights. And, you know, she fought um, Beck, Beck Rollins in the UFC. And she winds up, she knocked out Beck Rollins in the UFC. Beck Rollins is signed to bare knuckles. Exactly. And she is She's the champion, right? Yeah, she is killing it right now. I think she's undefeated um, in bare knuckles. And so I would love to see them two meet 
mm. in bare knuckles. My personal opinion, I think very, you know, you know, uh, you know, Beck would beat her based upon the experience that she's got and when she's actually been doing it. Yeah, Paige is a, a, a good fighter. I don't she's think she's scrappy. She, exactly, scrappy. very scrappy. I think she goes to the well one too many times with that judo throw constantly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's, as you say, she's scrappy. She's got a lot of heart. But I, I, based upon the experience that Beck has, um, it will be a long night. It'll be a very it, it, long night. It, it, it'd be a long night for her for those first probably 30 seconds. <laughs> because it doesn't take much. Um, the way I'm looking at it, it doesn't take much um, to, to, to knock somebody out. And, um, and, and, and bare knuckles is for some people. Like, you know, one of them is Johnny Bedford. He was an MMA fighter. He also was a, uh, a former UFC fighter. Now he's a bare knuckles champion. And he found a home. And bare knuckles is his thing right now. Mm. And he has the experience. And just like, if you don't, if, if, you, if you're not used to street fights, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yes. Um, and, and you go into bare knuckles, um, it, it's going to be shocking. It's going to be very, very, I, I know a, a person personally who fought in bare knuckles and, and she was a pro boxer, someone that I fought too in the past. She went in there and she got stopped. Um, you know, she's used to eight ounce gloves and that those bare knuckles is it, different. It's very it's different. Very different. And she fought an MMA fighter, former UFC fighter. Did she get and stopped think, in the first round? Was it blood? She was very bloody. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I, know, I think fight. it was in the second, second? round. Okay. It might have been the second round. But yeah, she, uh, yeah, you're not used to this. And bare knuckles is, is, it's not for the weak. <laughs> it's not. It's a next level. And you, where's your guard? You've got no gloves. So, like, what are you using for your guards? You know, you, it's it's serious. Very serious. Oh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't do it. Um, no matter how crazy I am, you know, I wouldn't even do it. Bare Knuckles came to me probably, like, four, back in 2016 and asked me if I wanted to fight. And I'm like, are you crazy? Like, <laughs> Uh, no, exactly, and it, I'm no. messing up this face. Right, no, no, I'm like, I'm like, you crazy? No, I, I no, I'm, I'm, and they were gonna pay good. Bare knuckles, they do pay very, very well. And how are, how are they able to sustain themselves with all of these high-profile signings that they do? And from what I'm hearing in regards to the, the viewership, yeah, okay. I think they have a really good investor um, mm. backing them up. Um, so I, that's the only thing that I can think of. I mean, I'm not too sure. You know, they, you know, they, they wanted to sign Clarissa Shields and Cyborg to a multi-million dollar fight. Not a mu- to, to, they were they were going to pay them both a million dollars each to fight each other. But they're two different weight classes. Um, Clarissa's yeah, she's she's bigger than 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 uh than Cyborg. Is she? Yes, yes. Oh. Um, Cyborg fights at uh, 45. 145, but she walks around at like 160, 70, yeah. I would say. And, and Clarissa fights around that weight class, like in the 60s, 50s, 60s. Oh, okay. Yeah, but if they were to fight at, you know, Cyborg would just be fighting at her walk around weight. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Um... And she has trouble. In ways, so 
that wouldn't that would, I don't think that'd be a problem. It but I've be. seen, I, yeah, I've, I've seen them spar. Cyborg again. Yes. There is a show. Um, they they've done some sparring in in the past, and it looked competitive. A, it looked competitive from what was shown because that was prior to the Nunes fight, wasn't it? Yes, it was prior to Nunes, and I think Cyborg was trying to you know just get some boxing for mm. the Nunes fights, and you know Clarissa. She said, you know, she had to pull back some, you know, during the sparring session. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So, but Cyborg's tough. You know, she, she's a tough chick. And, you know, Cyborg wants to, she, she wants to go into boxing. And I, and I can see her doing good, you know, only because she's going to have the right people, you know, promoting her. I can see her doing very well. Yes. And, well, I think technique will have to um, improve. Um, oh yeah, into the, definitely. In, into the yeah, boxing definitely. world, she's definitely got translatable power. That that goes yeah. without saying. Yeah. Um, she she should be your brawler fighter. <laughs> definitely, she'll brawl. Yeah. Well, she seems to be the last f- fight um, in Bellator. She was a lot more measured, a yeah. lot more measured in that fight. And I think if she was that way, well, I, I know if she was that way in the Nunes fight. It could go either way, as we know, because it's an MMA fight. But we wouldn't have had that 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 result if she became out a lot more measured and picked her shots, kind of thing. I think she just wanted to hurry up and get uh, get done with Nunes because she knew what Nunes can do. Mm. So she she just went out there. But Nunes is is a very precise um, striker. And um, she knows how to use her reach. Nunes is one female that knows how to use her reach. Yes. And, and she did that against Cyborg. But I think Cyborg transitioning into boxing, what, what happens is you're always going to go back to what you know, mm-hmm. no matter what. If you get in a situation, you're going to go back to what you know, what you first learned. And that is brawling. Yes. And, and I can see Cyborg, you know, establishing her jab, trying to take her time. But then she's going to go coming out all crazy. Exactly, yeah. I can see it. I can see it. And she's in a good place. Actually, no. I was going to say she's in a good place. It's kickboxing, Bellator, too. They do kickboxing and MMA, don't they? They don't do boxing. Yes. Mm-hmm. It'd be good if they could introduce that and work it into a contract because, um, you know, Scott Coke is pretty, you know, open in that respect by doing, you know, cross-promotional fights, etc. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it'd be... It'd be... It'd be good to see her. You know, I know I've seen her fight in a Muay Thai fight um, um, in the past. The one, the one she lost? The one that she lost, but She's she a, fought a girl that exactly. had so many fights. She was so experienced. and um, At length had, as well. Yeah, and I had to give it to Cyborg because that was her pro debut. And um, she fought a girl that probably had 30, 30 40 fights already as, you know, as a fighter, mm-hmm. so um, I gotta give it to Cyborg. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. She made an excellent showing for a professional debut. It would be, it's a pity we didn't see a second, third, fourth fight um, materialize. I think Cyborg's better when she's busier. When yeah, she's when she's fighting constantly. I mean, she's still in many people's eyes, and in my eyes, what the, the greatest female MMA fighter, based upon. Yeah her legacy, what she's done, um, the record that she had. Um, Amanda Nunes, <laughs> he's very, very close second, a very, very close second. If she can continue to do what she's doing, 
Man, um, Amanda, Amanda's killing it right now. I like she took out Cyborg. She took out Rousey. Um, she took out um, oh. um, Chenko, um Home. Well, wait, wait, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's officially, <laughs> officially, she beat you know Chenko, you know, twice. But yeah. I've watched them multiple times, and in my opinion, in my humble opinion. I would say at the worst you could you could score one as a draw, but one Shuchenko won. She won that fight hands down. I would say three rounds to two. And many people I've heard the same thing. You know, people say exactly the same thing. Um, and, that, and you're probably saying it was probably the first fight that she probably everyone yes. thought because yeah, it was the first fight. I thought mm-hmm. it was a very very close fight. To yes. Be yes. I think I it'd, be very close fight. it'd be good. I mean, trilogies. We've got a trilogy coming up tonight. You know. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what? What do you think? Who, who do you have? Do you, you know? Um, who do you got on the on the main events? Main event tonight. You have Daniel McCormick. Dan, um, Daniel. Cormier. Uh-huh. Stipe, you see, I'm I'm torn. I'm torn because DC is is from Louisiana as well. That's one of my one of one of the uh, states I really enjoy the culture and music from. Um, he's an excellent personality. He's a really nice person. Never met him personally, but what he's portrayed on camera and what people talk to me and say, yeah. he's a real good guy. He's, you know, he's doing his coaching stuff. So all of that, because I won't go into the plethora of all the stuff he's doing. Yeah. I would like for him to win. Um, just emotionally wise, I would like for him to win. But being analytical, um, I love. If he was love... a betting man, if he was a betting man. If I was a betting man, um, in, in the UK, DC is the underdog. So I would bet on DC. Um <laughs> I think, based upon the first two fights and how Stipe is, I think Stipe is going to win this handedly unless um, DC does something not different, but is able to get in, establish his clinch, his under, and do his dirty boxing and potentially emulate the first uh, but I just see Stipe is just, he, all round. He's excellent. He, he can walk, run backwards, and still do a check hook and knock somebody out like Vadu. Um, he's an all round good, good, good fighter. You know, I, I, I'm pulling for DC only because he's the older fighter, and it, it, you know, he's he he wants his you know his name to be in the books for the you know the best fighter you know um, the goat type thing leaving you would want someone to to win like that um i think if daniel wants to win if dc wants to win that he should um not strike with um stipe and he should get inside do some dirty box to get in the clinch and take him down um you know he's very strong um you know his wrestling's very strong so i think he should just just out grind him and it might be a boring fight to a lot of um fight bands. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think DC should stick to what he knows best and that's wrestling. 
although he knocked him out, exactly. uh, <laughs> you know, or whatever. But I he, just think Stipe is, he's going to just going to come out very strong and mm -hmm. just going to outstrike him. And I, I think Daniel um, DC, you know, he stands very tall, I guess, because he's only 5'11". <laughs> and so when he strikes, he's, He's very tall and straight, mm. you know, versus, you know, like right here, like a boxer where he should, like as a wrestler, he stands very tall. So it makes him very easy to hit, you know, someone like Stipe. So I just think he should just take him down. You're right. You're right. And as you say, it might be a potentially boring fight, but this is mixed martial arts. Right. So it's not right. just about striking. It's not just about grappling, wrestling. It's everything. So I think, as you say, stick to what you know, mix it up, of course, because that's the way you're going to get your takedowns and stuff. Um, but that's going to be, you're going to have to grind him out, grind him out. If he, can, if he does that, fourth round, maybe fifth round, he could maybe grind him out and actually get the finish? I think so. I don't think, I don't think this fight goes off five rounds. No, not at all. Mm-mm, no. I would say at the latest fifth round, but I would say fourth. It's it's gonna it's gonna get come down to it the fourth. But with the quote unquote MMA gods, <laughs> right? <laughs> we never right. know. It could be a first. It could be a Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz affair. Uh, yeah, it could be. Trustfully not, because we don't no. want to see that. No, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely. <laughs> definitely not. Okay, so what 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 about um? O'Malley. I like O'Malley. I mean, he's long. He's he's lanky. Um, he's taken on Marlon Vera, I believe that's his name. That's it, Vera, Mr. Vera himself. Yeah, yeah. I like Sean O'Malley. He's very crafty. Very, very crafty guy. Mm. What do you think? Um, I think he's going to be a nice scrap. I think he's going to be yeah. a very, very good scrap. Based upon O'Malley's last performance, the precision, the double, the double fink, and ooh, if he can establish and keep that calmness, which is going to be very hard against Marlon. Yeah. Um, he, 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 I still think it's going to be tough. I really do think it's still going to be tough for him. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Vera. You're going to go with Vera. Yeah. Yeah. I just think <laughs> You're not like you're going there. Yeah, yeah, I've got to, I've got to. I mean, I, I, as you say, I do like Sean. I like his his um his personality as well. He's his persona outside of the cage. I think he's kind of funky. Um, I just think it's a little bit too quick. A little bit too yeah. quick. I think we should have had him fight one more time, especially because he's coming off a long, a long injury, and then the the tainted supplements thing and all that kind of silliness. This which is you, true. Which is like, come on, UFC. I mean, I'm, we, we, we definitely want to clean the sport up. Look, I'm all for that. Yeah, There's, but there was a long period of time where people were on all kinds of substances taking. And I'm pretty sure there are people still doing certain things to enhance their, you know, their, whatever they need to enhance. Look oh, yeah. At this I mean, guy. It's, all, it's all about, you know, I remember I was at a fight, um, at a Bellator fight actually and I was in the back and one of one of the guys that was there um he was you know he was an older gentleman and he was taking steroids and um he basically said that 
you know, you take steroids for so long, you know the timing on how, when to stop, when to start, when it'll get diluted, you know, when it'll be out of your system um, or whatnot. So, but, you know, in the UFC, they, they have the, um, I guess the, uh, uh, they have USADA. Yes. And it's hard for them to know the timing mm -hmm. if you're on anything because they do show up um, at your place or where you train. Mm -hmm. And with USADA, you got to tell them like all the places that you, that you, you are. Like if you're yes. going out of town, you got to email them and tell them, hey, I'm going here or you're at your girlfriend's house or you're somewhere. Hey, this is where my girlfriend lives. They'll pop up. Mm -hmm. They will do a pop up. And, you know, or they'll do a pop-up while you're training. So, yeah. We've, we've heard um, stories of um, a certain champion hiding, allegedly, let's, let's in air quotes, allegedly hiding allegedly, yeah. under the ring because um, you saw that turned up at the, uh, the training facility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what's, your, what's your thought? I always bring this up. And because I'd like to get the, 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 the finger on the pulse. Weight cutting and divisions, what, what are your thoughts? You know, to be honest, um, people weight cut because they think they, it's an advantage. Um, you know, you're, you're a taller fighter. You, you want every advantage that you can, you can get, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you're the taller fighter fighting at a very low weight, you know, you want to have that reach, you, you, you want to have that power, you want to have that speed. Um, but to be honest, weight cutting, it is very, very, um, I, I don't think it's safe mm -hmm. in the long run. Um, because in the long run with all that weight cutting that you're doing, you know, sometimes you wind up losing 20 pounds, 30 pounds in a certain amount of time how i've done it I, i've lost 15 pounds in three days um not the healthiest way but you wind up suffering later down the road like once you're done you're retired you can suffer from a lot of stuff from weight cutting and um, i just think that you shouldn't weight cut more than 20 15 pounds and if you if you have to do that man you change up your lifestyle um, Mm. I think you should fight. I don't think you should fight at your walk around weight because everybody's walking around weight is enjoying food, you know. Um, well, you well, well, Lisa, come on. <laughs> if you're a fighter and you're going to be fighting, you say three or four times a year, well, for a boxer, you're going to be trustfully fighting a lot more than that. For MMA fighters, it's three, four times a year if they can get it. Now, if you're a professional fighter and your job is to fight, four mm -hmm. times a year, then you, it's, you know, of course you're going to enjoy your foods and you, you should know your body and say, okay, out of these, out of, out of this month, I can treat myself maybe twice or three times. Outside but, that's of that, a difference. but that's a difference between a champion, someone who, 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 who wants to fight. You know what I'm saying? That this mm -hmm. is their career. This is their life. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you could do that. Yeah. You could be like, you know what? I'm not fighting here. I could probably indulge a little bit here, a little bit there. There's a lot of people that who are just coming up and and um, killing themselves, you know. And I, I guess I'm talking more about fighters that are at the beginning of their career. Yes. And um, they don't understand so much of the weight cutting and and all that stuff. 
because um, I know back then when I used to do it, I didn't have a nutritionist. Uh, I thought I thought cutting weight was not eating. So yeah, and well, you get this cup, and spit in a cup and 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 in in a sauna suit in a hundred and three degree weather. Oh. And, yeah. yeah, I mean that. As you say, I understand. You know what? Teach his own. Teach his own. If yes. you want to cut 20, 30 pounds and you're still strong and fast, hey, more power to you. I'm done weight cutting, so I yeah. enjoy my food. And, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just think I just think if you're gonna weight cut, you know, have have your nutritionist. You know, have the people behind you to help you. You know, rehydrate. Um, that you don't dehydrate and you pass out. I've done that before. So yeah, I just think it teaches on whatever they want to do. Definitely, definitely. Everyone has a has a a, a choice. But mm -hmm. I think I, th I think personally, if I was Uncle Dana, as he's um, referred to as, I would scrap all of this silliness. I'd say, you know what? As a twenty-one coming up, we're going to add a one sixty-five weight division. <clears throat> pardon me it's down to you if you want to move up you know move up if, if you think you can stay at this way we're going to have hydration tests we're going to put some kind of measures in place to make sure that you're not cutting more than let's say 10 pounds either way going up or going down we want yeah. you to be safe we want you to be happy you know we've got all of this pi we've got all this fancy pi stuff and we've got people who can give you diet plans you know we've invested millions into that use it guys we want you to be healthy. We want the best fights. And let's see what happens. Well, you know what? One thing I don't like about the MMA weight class is they don't have, like, boxing weight classes. <laughs> you know, the, the, the MMA weight classes are 10 pounds, you know, difference. You, mm -hmm. you know, you go from 115, you know, you got 125s, 135, 145, 155. Yes. In boxing, you don't have that. It's like a three-pound difference, and you're in a whole, you're in a whole different <laughs> weight class, you know. And um, you got 122, 125, 26, 30, 32, 35. Wow. Um, I just think, to be honest, maybe MMA should add um, a new weight class, you know, especially in the heavyweight division. Um, in, 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 in boxing, um, like, you know, 200 pounds, 199, that's considered heavyweight. Mm. And, um, and, you know, in heavyweight in, in the UFC, I mean, the cap is 265. 265, exactly. <laughs> 265. So you could fight at 206 to 265. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. It is. It Very is. crazy. And, um, Yeah. There should be there should be a weight class for heavyweight. There should be a you know super heavyweight if anything. Super heavyweight, heavyweight, light heavyweight. Mm. There should be three classes there because man, those are some big boys, some very big boys. Very, and they can cause a lot of damage, i.e., CTE. And yeah, there's a yeah. lot of victims of that walking around. Ex UFC, Bellator, one championship, you name it. We can go down the roster loads of those people walking around some of them are quite coherent to a point others you know it's shocking yeah 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 i just think they should just add you know uh, a weight class in between those 10 pounds um if you know just just to be safe just on the safe side you know what i'm saying 
I guess I've heard the argument that it would dilute the sport if they have too many champions, but I, I kind of totally disagree. Because look at, I mean, one championship isn't necessarily the, the, the beacon for, for this argument. Um, I, think, I think they're having some financial difficulties. But look how many champions they've got. And look how many different types of sports that they're doing over there. Kickboxing, yeah. Muay Thai. I couldn't even, I think there's about, what, 16 different champions? Well, you know what, I'm going to tell you like that. Nothing worse, nothing worse than... Um than boxing champions. <laughs> There's so many different champions, so many different weight classes, so many different titles. Um, um, yeah, boxing's for the worst when it comes to that. That's why <clears throat> that's why you can be draped in like twelve belts and stuff. And <laughs> you got ABO, WBC, um, IBF. Um, I mean, Texas. You even got a Texas title champion. Um, WBC, like, oh my God, there's just so many belts that you could win, and it's crazy. At any weight class, you can go to 112, 115, 116. It's crazy. What is the oldest? What is the the, the sort of the lineal sort of champ? Is it WBA? Um, WBC, um, the belt that everyone wants, and okay. that's more recognizable, and the, the one that says, oh yeah, he's a champ, he's a for real champion, <laughs> is a WBC. Okay, and currently, is that that that's um, Tyson who's got that taken right, or is that Josh? Ty um, Tyson does have a WBC champion. Uh, does does hold a WBC belt? Um, even Roy Jones. You know, a lot of the top fighters right now that are in boxing has a WBC belt. Okay. But speaking of Tyson and Roy Jones. Yes, my segue. <laughs> that's, you, yeah. read the, you read my mind. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, um, what is your take? I mean, first, let me, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. who, do you, who do you got, Tyson or Jones, and why? Uh, okay. Um, again, this is, I'll answer it in two ways. One with my heart, and it would be Tyson, because growing up, that, that's, you know, in England, that, that was you know mm -hmm. one of the main things you'd stay up till one o'clock in the morning to watch and stuff and you were allowed to as a child um just his style the the, the, the ferociousness and everything about mike tyson it you know mm -hmm. makes me want him to you know recapture that kind of imagery and that success and yeah. you know rather than the tail end of his career which i didn't even know about until i started to really look of what you know what happened to mike tyson after kind of thing and I started to see, you know, like, was his last fight in Australia? Um, Mike Tyson, yeah. his last fight was back in 2006, I believe, 14 years ago. Mm. So from, from that respect, heart-wise, I'd love Tyson to win. But um, I also found out shortly after Tyson about Roy Jones and started looking at his career and stuff. And I was just totally blown away. And, you know, he had his, his musical career as well with his record label and stuff. I was just like, wow, this guy is really doing it. And how he got robbed at the Olympics and stuff. And mm -hmm. so it, it, it's, from a nostalgic point, it would be Mike Tyson. But looking at what, what Roy Jones Jr. has done and is capable of doing, um, I think Roy Jones would win, should win this, 
but here's, here's a very big but, and it's a large one with no silicone or anything else in there. Um, there's some crazy rule set, isn't there? This is supposed to be some kind of exhibition. and, and It's an exhibition that, go, that, that doesn't go against your record, yeah. But they are going to, it's no headgear. Um, I think it's 12 ounce, 10 ounce, 12 ounce um, gloves. Um, so it's like a real fight. Because usually when, you, when you're doing an exhibition, you do have to wear headgear. Okay. So, and you but, wear bigger gloves. But in this case, they're not doing it. But they are, they're no headgear, but it is slightly two ounce bigger gloves, right? Mm-hmm. And hasn't there been talk about them not going crazy or something? That's the talk right now. But um, my writer interviewed uh, Roy Jones when he came here to Dallas. Mm-hmm. And um, Mike Tyson, you know, he's putting out there like it, it's a fight. Like this is not an exhibition to him. This is a fight. And he, ha- and he says Roy, Roy needs to come ready and not dance around um, if he gets in the ring with him. So um, <laughs> Mike, Tyson, I, Mike Tyson thinks it's a fight. Roy thinks it, it's an exhibition. <laughs> so, but, you know, um, when we interviewed um, Roy Jones, Roy's like, hey, man, it's a fight for me. You know, I'm not going in there to dance around or anything. It's a fight. My personal opinion, um, everybody thinks that Mike Tyson's going to win because in their mind, they have old Mike Tyson. Yes. And so the, the knockout, you know, the pick a boo style, get in there mm-hmm. and knock, out, knock their opponent out within the first round. Um, that's what everybody has. Yeah. And that's what they, that's the last thing they see of, you know, Tyson, so they expect Tyson to be the same way. Um, but um, Jones, on the other hand, you know, like I said, Tyson hasn't fought in 14 years. And Jones, his last fight was in 2018. And he's fought every year, 17, yes. 16, 15, 14. And so he's fought in exhibitions. He's had fights. Of course, his fights are out the country mm-hmm. but he's active and if there's there, there probably won't be any ring rust you know jones is you know he's currently active he he, he you know gets in there spars his his fighters he trains guys you know till this very day and um jones has always been active now you see that tyson he put on a lot of weight you know he's out there smoking living life which is great and then he decides to get back into shape and um, 14 years not to be in the ring is a very long time, regardless of who you are or mm-hmm. who, what type, the, the baddest man on the planet. You, you know what I'm saying? 14 years is a long time. And if you're a fighter and you haven't trained in a month, two months, or even sparred in a year, mm. you, you, your, your rhythm's off. Totally. You know, you, you, you don't have to be in a, you know, training for a month and you go spar, your rhythm's off. Mm. And so you can imagine... Be, you know, not being in the ring for 14 years, no matter how good you look. And, and in the mitts, he looks awesome in, on the mitts. He looks strong, fast, ferocious. You know, his favorite word, I'm ferocious. He looks all that on the mitts. But I want to see what it looks like in the ring with someone who's, you know, still active. Yes. Um, um, that, that's a difference. I, I don't count Roy out. I love Mike Tyson. I, you know, I still have old Mike Tyson in my head. Like he's going to come in there, throw mm. that left hook that, you know, that uppercut, you know, his, yep. fa- his favorite combination, 
you know, goes into a south by star, you know, right hook to the body, left yep. hook, you know, hook. I mean, uppercut, left hook. I mean, I have that in my head. But Jones, man, that dude is good. He's still fast. He still can move. Yes, he's put on weight because he's older. Um, does he does he move like he like he you know was when he fifteen years ago ten years? No, he doesn't. Um, it's like riding a bicycle again. And it's going to be like that for Mike and him. But again, 14 years is 14 years. Mm, very <laughs> and, uh, true. 14 years versus two years. And who doesn't, and who can't, and you know, and even though, he, you know, Jones hadn't fought, his last fight was in 2018. Has he been sparring? I'm, I'm sure he has because he has fighters that he trains or, and he's a promoter. You know, Jones has always been in the fight game. And he's never left. Exactly. So um, Tyson, on the other hand, he he was gone. He was gone, and he didn't want to come back. And um, he want nothing to do with boxing because of the type of person he was, and um, and who he became as a fighter. I love Mike Tyson. I'm a huge Mike Tyson fan. Yes. And I would love to see the old Mike Tyson in there. But are we really going to see that? That's the question. No, I, I think we're definitely not going to see it at the old Mike Tyson. I think we can, we can 100% you know, know that straight away because so much time has elapsed. Um, I think we're going to see glimmers of it. But we're going In the to very see, beginning. Yes. In the very beginning, you're going to see that old Mike Tyson, but then it's going to wear off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's just my non-expert opinion. <laughs> I want to put it out there, my non-expert opinion. <laughs> no, I think I could it, be wrong. Well, it, this is this is what it's all about, you know. It, it's it's up to Mike Tyson um, and Roy Jones to shock the world, to 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 surprise and shock themselves, and to say, look, this is what I'm capable of doing. Um, it's going to be exciting. I, when I first saw the flyer, Lisa, I was uh-huh. disappointed. Were you? Yeah, I was disappointed. I thought that my Tyson was in a good place. I didn't think he... Now, I don't know this. I'm surmising. For me to see this, because based upon all of the previous interviews, he's like, boxing is so far out of my life. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm in a exactly. different Exactly. Exactly. Like I said earlier, yeah. he had nothing to do with boxing. Nothing whatsoever. And then all of a sudden to say, yep, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it against someone who I should have fought when I was in my prime, when both of us were in, was in our prime. And I'm going to do this. So it's, it's for me, age and what I've just, you know, um, relayed, I just thought it's, this is clearly a money grab, not only for them, but for the people putting it together. I just think it could have just been done a lot sooner. If they wanted to do this, this could have been done, you know, even maybe five years ago, possibly. Um, But upon reflection and, you know, seeing the videos, I mean, I saw the Mike Tyson training prior to this. Um, I thought, you know, it's good, you know, get your money, you know, put on a good event, a good good fight, and, you know, trustfully nobody gets long-lasting injuries or effects of the fight moving forward. That, that, that's the only good thing I can, I can wish to happen as an outcome. Yeah, 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 definitely. But, you know, like I said, um, even if it was five years ago, Roy was still fighting. <laughs> Yes. He, he was still fighting and um and you knock off, you know, 
nine and if, if they would have fought five years ago it would have been nine years that he hasn't fought and mike tyson in those 14 years that he hasn't fought he hasn't really done nothing um as far as boxing goes i mean he's he's mentioned it in plenty of interviews that he doesn't really watch it anymore is not into it um i'm just kind of curious why he chose roy jones of, of everyone because right now he could have chose holyfield you know you see holyfield he's just in tip-top shape as just as well oh, yeah and um i thought that would have been like a better fight um for tyson a more level um, um playing field for me yeah. to me personally just mm. because holyfield hasn't fought in forever as well and um they're both two guys that fought in the past and, uh, <laughs> you say with a big smile on your face because <laughs> i was thinking about the ear <laughs> yeah me too as soon as i think of that fight that's all i think of unfortunately i don't know did mike actually explain all of that he, he did say he was headbutting and something like that but yeah he said he was getting tired of getting headbutt by holyfield and he kept telling the referee and the referee wasn't doing anything about it but I think also, too, I think Tyson was losing. He was so, losing? Clearly. He, he was getting frustrated with Holyfield. And I think Holyfield was doing a lot of manhandling, <laughs> a lot of dirty boxing. And, <laughs> and Tyson just, you know, just got, just got mad and, 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 and bit him. And that's exactly what he said. And it's crazy because I interviewed um, Holyfield uh, prob last year because his son fights. And it was in oh, Houston yes. and his son was fighting and, and, and I got to interview Holyfield. And at one point I kind of forgot what I was asking him because I was staring at his ear. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, um, I thought that would have, I, I thought that fight would have been a good fight to watch, but you I know, guess, I, I guess, I guess the excitement, if, with Jones and Tyson is because they never fought and, yes. a, and it was a fight that could have, should have happened mm. and um, in their prime. So I think that's where the excitement's at. And I think the excitement is, you know, you got a, you got a, you got a, a boxer, you know, the sweet science of boxing yes. versus Tyson, who's a, I, I will call Tyson a, a, a boxer puncher. Um, I, I think, I think this is going to be still a, a, a Christmas gift to us, no yes. matter how old they are. You know, this is a fantasy fight that we've always wanted to watch. And here we are in their 50s. <laughs> mm. so, so, yeah. Well, you, you know what? I mean, let, 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 let's get the old crystal ball out. You know, I mean, let, let's, let's, let's say that um, on that day, Tyson comes out and he looks tremendous and he takes out Roy Jones within the first, let's say four rounds. He's done in four rounds. As you just laid out, that will, that could be the next fight. Mike Tyson takes on Holyfield, you know, obviously Mike Tyson has been out, but he had the one fight. There's a little bit of difference, but we could still build the same kind of, you know, that, that, Long in the tooth of sorts, no disrespect, but look, Tyson's come out. He's, a, he's just beat Roy Jones. They've never fought before. You've had a controversial, you know, ear-biting situation. Let's run that back. Um, um, to be honest, I'm going to be honest. Um, 
I don't want to see that fight. <laughs> to be honest, because I, I, um, I've already seen it twice. And um, yeah, I, 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 you know, and also I, I forgot, I felt, I forgot to mention too, they're going eight rounds. Eight? I thought it was 10. No, they're going eight rounds, not 10. Thank God they're not doing 10. Hmm. They're they're going eight rounds, but still eight rounds is eight rounds yeah, in fifteen yeah. years. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I guess I think that would be more one um, in, in Tyson's favor to, to to shorten it down to to eight rounds. That too, but I thought maybe exhibition it should have been a six. True, true. Especially they're older, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're older, and um, Tyson hasn't fought in fourteen years, and I think a six rounder would have been great. Because I think Tyson is going to get tired in the, you know, the later rounds after, you know, four rounds. I think Tyson will get tired or whatever. And and I also think Jones, he's going to dance. You know, Jones loves to dance and he's going to pick shot him and, you know, flick his jab. You know, Jones do what Jones do. And and Tyson, you know, he's the pickable who likes the aggressor. And I think if, if I was Jones fighting Tyson, again, I'm going to reiterate that he hasn't fought in 14 years, I would dance Yes. the first few rounds for like three, four rounds and make Tyson come to me and make him tired trying to follow me. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just pop, pop, just pop him with just jabs because Roy does have a very long reach. And I would just jab straight one, two, very basic one, two, just to keep him at the end of his mm. punch. Use the real estate? Huh? Use the real estate? Yeah. How about this for a crazy one? Another fight that um, in Mike Tyson's prime, um, Bob Sapp. Do you remember when that was supposed to take place? Man. <laughs> Mr. Take a Dive, I think he's known as today, isn't he? Tyson would have murdered Sap. Like, come on. Like, he might be good. He might be popular in in Japan mm-hmm. or whatever, but come on, let's be real. Bob Sap. <laughs> it's a money popular. grab. It's a money grab. Come on, Lisa. That's easy money, man. Man. I mean, oh, I mean. I guess <laughs> Bob Sapp probably would have just got hit with the wind and yes, went straight down, yeah. unconscious, out on a yeah. stretcher. Pro- probably, you know, in a convulsion or something. I don't know to do extra. But, <laughs> yeah, Bob Sapp, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about it because for some reason I was I was when I was picture when I was talking about um, Holyfield <clears throat> for a potential um, third. For some reason, that promo just popped into my head when they, when he was in the ring and they were shoving each other and stuff. I was like, oh, shit, Bob, Bob Sapp. What about that crazy lunatic? Yeah, yeah. Bob Sapp, he could stay over there and entertain, um, you know, that side of the, yes. of, of the world. <laughs> totally, totally. So is, you've got some, on that, that card taking place, You've got you've got someone fighting on that card, haven't you? Yeah, I got my boyfriend. Um, well, hey. he's, he's fighting on that card November twenty eighth, and he's fighting um, the da- I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, 
Miguel Riley. I know his last name is Riley. Um, he's he's uh, 4-0. And um, he, of course, he's the younger, supposedly on, you know, on paper, the younger, faster fighter. And um, Rashad um, Coulter, you know, he's also four and So somebody's, oh, got to go, you know, that saying. Yes. And he has three knockouts. And I think, um, you know, I have one of his fights on, on my YouTube channel and I have a lot of his followers you know, commenting on his uh, boxing uh, fight that I uploaded. And um, like I said, you know, this guy, he's a YouTube sensation or whatever, but he, you know, he, he fought um, four times and he's undefeated as well. But I guess because my boyfriend, I think in box rec, they have two, he has two um, uh box wrecks for, for some reason because his actual name is Orlando so they have it Orlando and they have the shot okay and I think when you pull up Orlando it shows one and oh and if you pull up Rashad it shows four and oh so they think he only has one fight ah. or whatever so they're thinking oh he only has one fight one and oh you know deceptive and, confidence yeah and so um and I think his last fight, Rashad's last fight, uh, I think it was in 2016, 2016, right before he got signed in the UFC, um, he fought a national champion who made his pro debut that night, that day, and um, who had like maybe over 100 f amateur fights, and um, he was making his pro debut, and he wound up knocking him out. So... Um, You've mentioned, yeah. let me just cut in there, Lisa, for one moment. You've mentioned twice now a very staggering, for to me at least, high number of amateur fights. You said the young lady had 60 amateur fights before she made her pro debut. And then this gentleman had 100. Is this like standard? I mean, do people like, well, <laughs> that seems like a lot of fl uh, flipping fights before turning pro. Well, let me, um, in boxing, you can start fighting at the age of eight years old. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. So you can meet a 10-year-old with probably 30 fights. Okay, so at that age, like, what is the duration of the rounds and how many rounds are they going? Um, if you're, it depends if you're, as an amateur, you're either a novice fighter mm -hmm. um, who has 10 fights or less. Um, they're one-minute rounds, and you go three fights. You, you, go, you go three rounds, three one-minute rounds. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but you know when you become open, which means open is ten fights or more, and depending on your age as well, um, there's the big boy open, which is um, sixteen and up, seventeen and up. Uh, I'm sorry, seventeen and up, where you can fight anywhere from seventeen to thirty-six years old. What? That's a huge age range. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. So, you know, kids start off fighting at eight years old and you can wind up having, you know, 100, 200 fights. Lomacheco had a lot of fights, you know, um, and um, a lot of the old school fighters, like one of one of my boxing coaches, he had three, 400 fights. Mayweather had a lot of um, amateur fights as well. It's because you start off at, at the age of eight. You can start yeah. fighting at eight years old. And I guess you've got the, the headgear on as well in all of these amateur competitions yeah headgear got headgear and then the the boxing gloves are bigger okay wow 
that yeah that answers a lot of questions i'm thinking how on earth are you able to amount to a hundred flipping fights but obviously if there's starting from eight then it's 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 quite easy i guess to, yeah. uh, you know, even fighting at 10 years old you know 13 years old i mean back you know there's there's uh tournaments every weekend somewhere in this world and so <laughs> despite yes you so travel, you fight so back to Rashad then. What was you saying about Rashad? Sorry, I cut in. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's four and zero, and and people think he's one and zero, and um, you know, he's the underdog, the underdog in this fight because he's older, and they think he's an MMA fighter. <laughs> okay. But, um, I, I mean, he is. His his whole career is is you know being an MMA. You know he's training very hard right now. He he he's, you know he's training with boxers, you know pro boxers, mm. um, um, right now who are undefeated and very very good. So, you know we we ha we have a good training camp going right now for him to prepare. You know for the November fight, which is even better for him. Mm. You know it gives him more time. More time. Great. And um, how do you see it playing out? Let me let me give you give me some predictions on on that event. Personally, not just because he's my boyfriend. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm, no. Obviously, I know you're gonna say that. You, you know what 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 girlfriend would you be if you wasn't to say that? But putting your analytical head on and based upon what you've seen, is um, to be honest, I've seen um, Riley's um, fights. Mm -hmm. um, Riley's a uh, he's a. Um, um, he, he likes to wait and um and um he he's he's not as fast as every all his followers saying that he is okay and um so he, he's a counter puncher counter yeah yeah and um i think he's going to be very shocked without giving so much details of how the fight's going to oh, play of course of course yeah but i think i think riley's going to be very shocked of of, of, of rashad's power Mm. and um his his skill just because he thinks he's you know he's an MMA this, this guy is just an mma fighter i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna wipe the floor with him and to be honest that's how MMA, that's how boxers think right yeah. oh i'm fighting an mma fighter oh i'm fighting a striker and, and i've seen a lot of mma fighters wind up beating um yeah. you know boxers you know um so it, it's different. Um, they go five minutes versus mm. three minutes, and and like, but you know, like I, I keep it. I'm very honest with with Rashad, and I say, you know, boxing is totally different from MMA, and it's nonstop, and there's not a stopping point. You can't use your leg. and he knows this because he has four fights, yes, or whatever. But I mean, he he knows this, and um, he knows what he's going into. He, he's the underdog. He's the underdog. He's he's the opponent, obviously on this card but i just think that it's gonna he's gonna shock riley and and his followers his fans um it's not gonna be as easy as he think he is since <laughs> you know <laughs> definitely I, I think trustfully you know not trying to jinx rashad or nothing but trustfully they've done appropriate homework and not just bloody looked at a, a website and and so uh, one and zero, you know, record and not done their due diligence to really understand that, you know, actually this guy is four and oh, and he's, you know, he's an ex MMA fighter. Yeah, I think because there's no boxing fights, 
he mm -hmm. has um, uploaded. Ah. So the, the, the one box invite they have is under, you know, my Global Fight Talk page. Yes. And I was there and I saw that um, I was there at that fight. So that's the only fight that you can see as, as a box invite. So that's probably why they think 1-0 and that one mm. box fight or whatnot. So his other fights are not uploaded yeah. or whatnot. So the, all the fights that they have seen are all his MMA fights. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to, based upon the backstory of this now, I'm quite um, interested to see how this, this plays out. But, you know, if you, if, if you were to Google him and you, and, and you saw his fights in the UFC, you would think he was a straight brawler looking for that one knockout punch because mm. those, his, those are his fights. They're exciting, yes. crazy fights. Um, but this is boxing, you know, me being in the game for so long, you know, I'm always in his head. Mm. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> got to work that jab. It's going to be bait, you know, do this, do that, you know, yes. whatever. I try, you know, I'm not your typical, the girlfriend, like, oh, my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, not with your experience and background. You're definitely going to be a, um, a motivate, motivating factor um, and inspiration behind him. I think, I think it's, you know, he's got the best of both worlds by having your experience and having you there as a, as a secondary support system. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, you know, he, he has great boxing coaches. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, you know, he's working hard and, um, it's going to be, I, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see him back. You know, I love boxing. Boxing is my my, my sport that I will always be in love with. Yes. Um, not. Um, so I, I'm a huge boxing fan. So I'm excited to see him in the ring, actually. And 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 I really am excited to see that he's going to shock his opponents. Yes. That's what I'm more excited about. I'm. I'm excited that he's, I, I really believe he's going to shock his opponent. Mm. And how has it been, but obviously with this um, global situation that's taking place, how has it been training wise? Because I know, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, he, he's, he's, he's doing, you know, he does what he does when he can. Um, like I said, he's, he, you know, he's now in training camp and he has, um, Two, two boxers that he's sparring with and he's doing what he what, what he can under this pandemic um so yeah mm. so is he able to actually train at gyms or is he having to do it outside of the the, the normal routine no no he, he um well you know boxers they train anywhere <laughs> oh, yeah just yeah. give them a backyard and a, and, a, <laughs> and they'll they'll train back there, you know, old school way. Exactly. But yeah, no, he he also trains at Fortis MMA. Um, there's a lot of UFC fighters that oh, yeah. Fortis. Um, you got Uriah Hall, Jeff mm. Neal, mm. um, Ryan Span. Um, you you got Macy, Chason, um, Beck. You have them. You. A lot of those fighters at Portis MMA, so that's where he trains out of. So where does Derek train out of? Derek Lewis is yeah. in Houston. He he's in Houston. That's I would Houston. say. I know Texas is a is a gigantic place and can swallow the UK up maybe ten times. So yeah. I take it. Um, was it a couple hours distance away from y'all? 
four hours. All hours. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, did, I didn't expect it to, to be that, that big of a traveling distance. Yeah. No, Texas is, is pretty, pretty big. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the great state, the Lone Star State. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I forgot to ask you this at the start. Um, with your last name, um, Lozano. Mm-hmm. What's what's your what's your heritage? What, where, where does your heritage lie? Um, I am Mexican. Okay. Yeah, I am Mexican. Amazano um, is an Italian last name. Ah. And um, I guess my grandfather, before he passed away, he he was doing like a tree whatever dm but dna whatever yeah 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 the ancestral thing yeah that and it it came like our last name is all the way from you know italy italian so do i claim it no um <laughs> you're mexicano you're so mexicano <laughs> excellent well texas is is got a, a quite a, it's quite um rich with um with, with with Mexican culture and stuff is like a lot, El Paso, for instance. There's loads of yeah, Paso, San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio. Yeah, like uh, yeah, like all those states. West Texas, where I'm from, originally, um, it's predominantly Hispanic. So yeah, that was post the um, Louisiana Purchase, wasn't it? All of that took place. Mm-hmm. 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 That was an interesting part of history. I had nothing, no idea about. I, I had no idea about, you know, how, how big Mexico was prior to. Oh, um... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so it has been fun. Have you had fun? I had fun. I love talking about fights. You know, that's, <laughs> that, that, that's what I do. So um, yeah, I have fun. I, I, I love talking about. I love talking about boxing. To be honest. <laughs> That's my background, but you know, I love MMA just as well. And um, so, yeah, I, I just, anything that has to do with fights, I could just talk and talk and talk. <laughs> Excellent. And I have one more question for you. Very one more, uh, very last one even. Um, who are you? And don't tell me your name. Who am I? Yes. I'm kind of confused. <laughs> so, if you were to describe yourself, what attributes would you assign? You know, if I were to describe myself, I would say I'm just a lover, uh, a, a huge fight fan um, that has a um, passion for fighters um, that doesn't know the business. And um, I will forever, ever be involved in the fight game, um, no matter what it is, whether I'm teaching it, whether I can't say if I'm fighting in it, but if I'm talking about it, writing about it, giving my experience to someone else, I just love the fight game. And um, I would, it would forever, I will forever be in love with it. So fighting is in your spirit and your soul. It's in my sangre. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Actually, you know, I, I'm going to tell you like this before, um, you know, your last, your last question. 
boxing, fighting for me has saved my life in, in so many different ways. And, you know, a lot of people say, why do you fight? Or why did you even start? You know, it saved my life. And, you know, I didn't start out fighting or thought about, oh, I want to fight because I want to be a world champion. You know, it actually really saved my life. And I think because it saved my life, it's like I almost want to get back to it. And that's why I do what I do. Um, you know, I talk about it, I write about it, um, interviews, you know, or whatever. Uh, it, I have a love and hate relationship with fighting. With so, fighting. so when you say it saved your life, are you saying that maybe prior to you falling in love and actually doing physically fighting in a ring, you were on a different path that may have led you somewhere else? Um, no, actually, um, I was in a very abusive relationship. Um, when I, you know, during that time of fighting and, um, I was very depressed mm. and very suicidal at that time. And I found an outlet and fighting for me when I found that outlet, when you're training, you don't think about what's going on in your life. You don't think about all the, all the downfall that you're going through. You're just focused on training. And so anytime that I get in a situation where I fall back into depression, I'm like, oh, I need to fight again. I need to fight again. I, I need to have a fight because that was my drug. That was my outlet. Mm -hmm. It kept, gave me freedom when I was fighting. So when I came out of my depression and all this other stuff, I didn't have to fight anymore because I didn't need it. It did what it needed to do for me at that time in my lowest point in my life. So now I just talk about it. It gave you an, an it open, gave, it gave you a purpose and focus. Yeah. Excellent. And I, yeah. I, I, I get more, I, I, a greater sense of that now, now um, you, you've said that. And ex especially about imparting the information and giving the, inf the, the, the knowledge to the up and coming fighters. So potentially don't, they don't make the mistakes and they can have a trustfully have receipt of better options because life is all about me, you know, having options, having the right set of options laid out in front of you rather than hastily maybe making decisions or making decisions based upon somebody giving you incorrect information. Well, you know, a lot of these fighters um, that I know personally grew up in a, you know, in a bad, they had, you know, they had bad childhoods and um, some were very abusive. Some, you know, they don't have their parents. There were foster care kids or whatnot, and they find an outlet in boxing. You know, boxing, they say it's the poor man's sport, right? Um, a lot of um, the people that are fighting, you know, come, don't come, you know, they don't have money. And um, so that's why they call it the poor man sport. And a lot of these kids that don't have a father figure or, you know, they, they had an abusive, they saw their mom getting abused or whatever, and um, sometimes wind up making bad choices in their boxing career um, because they don't, they don't have anyone. They don't trust anyone. They can't talk to anyone. And I've seen it firsthand um, when kids are, you know, um, coming up and wanting to fight and, you know I always try to give as much advice and stuff that I've been through and what I experienced I try to give back as much as I can 
Excellent. Well, it has been an honor and a pleasure conversing with you today. Um, what is the best way for people to, um, to contact you social media wise, please advise? Yeah, well, you know, me, my personal Lisa Lozano, it, it, it's private. I don't really, you know, <laughs> accept anyone um, personally if I don't know you. But you can also, um, if you really want to keep up with me, and you can follow my media page, Global Fight Talk. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or even on YouTube. So, I mean, we're on all social media platforms. So it's Global Fight Talk. I don't know if you can see my shirt. There you go. There we go. That's yeah, yeah. it. That's yeah. it. We see yeah. the hoodie. Yeah. And what I will do. So yeah. And guys follow us. We, we, you know, we, we talk about MMA and boxing. So, and we make, and you know, we, we love memes. So I'm always putting out memes. Exactly. <laughs> the memes. And most importantly, the interviews, you have some quality interviews as well. So, um, I will include all links to the social media and to your website below. Uh, thank you very much again. Um, enjoy and peace. All right. Thank you.